Sandy D, Queen of Podcasts Zen. Join me as I interview inspiring and creative women who are living their passion, finding balance, and making an impact around the globe. Come discover your inner Zen. Find balance while growing your business. Tap into your creative flow. Explore holistic health and spirituality. I'll share tips and tools for living a more peaceful, inspired, and balanced life. Relax, recharge, step into your power, be inspired. Feel free to connect with me at All Things Relax Studios. Thanks for listening. Now let's get started. Hello and welcome to our show. Today I want to talk to you about confidence, about the confidence of youth. I want you to sit back and close your eyes and think of a time, maybe when you were younger, when you really were not scared to do crazy shit. (laughs) Confidence of youth. Like, think about it. Like, here's a... That's a funny ha-ha story, and if you're um, listening, don't try this. But I remember my mom telling me um, that when she was growing up, our uncle Donald, her brother Donald, uh, one time jumped off the roof. Now, I am not recommending that you do something crazy like that, and somehow he survived. But think about it. Only like a child who's so confident that they, you know, think they can fly would jump off of a roof. Now... I was not that confident as a kid, but <laughs> and speaking of confidence, I did not have the confidence as far as public speaking went when I was a child. In fact, I dreaded public speaking. It literally would make me feel like I was going to pass out or throw up or something. But what I was confident about was um, following certain dreams and I don't remember exactly at what age, but I would say definitely by the eighth grade, I absolutely knew I wanted to someday go to France. And um, actually, I even like applied to do an exchange program through American Field Service, AFS, and my first top pick was France, but all of the all of the slots were taken for France, so they sent me to French-speaking Canada and Quebec. Or Quebec, as they say. But that's another story. Anyway, as far as um, wanting to get to France, I knew that at some point I was going to find a way to do it. And, you know, it's not the easiest thing, um, especially when you're a student and, (laughs) hello, money's not exactly always that abundant when you're a college student. But... I figured out <laughs> after I transferred out of Brandeis University and went to Université de Montréal or University of Montreal, which is French speaking, I figured out how to get to France on a shoestring budget. Yes, I did. I was 19 years old and I called up my mom and I said, okay, I've saved up my money and I found tickets on a charter flight. It is $400 round trip. Canadian, so, you know, at the time it was like 30% less than that, (laughs) given the exchange rate, I would like to go to France during my winter break. 
And so my mom said, oh, wow, that sounds like a wonderful opportunity. And then she called me back and she asked me, I don't know if she asked or told me, I can't really remember that part of things, but she said, how about you take along your younger sister, who's three years my junior. So at age 19, I head off to Paris with my younger sister and flew on a charter flight from Montreal to what I thought was Paris. <laughs> Here's the clincher. <laughs> well, it was a charter flight and it was through this company. I don't think they're in business anymore. It was called Minerva, you know, kind of like the, the goddess, um, the Roman goddess Minerva, you know, the goddess of wisdom, I believe. Minerva Airlines. So Minerva um, was this budget, no frills. That's why it was a you know, 400 Canadian round trip flight to Paris. And we were so excited. And as we approached Paris, all of a sudden, the pilot gets on and he announces, ladies and gentlemen, but in French, um, <laughs> we are approaching Paris. Unfortunately, we do not have landing rights. We cannot land in Paris. And now, meanwhile, it's one of those like overnight air, you know, overnight flights. And I'm thinking, and I was, you know, pretty fluent in French at the time. And I'm thinking to myself, did I hear that right? Or like, you know, am I dreaming this? Is this like for real? <laughs> and lo and behold, Minerva, this no frills, cheapo budget airline or charter flight, did not secure the landing rights in Paris. So guess what? 19-year-old Sandy and her sister, three years her junior, ended up landing in Brussels. So in the next country over in Belgium, okay? <laughs> uh, it's all kind of a blur. I just remember somehow the airline got, or airline, it's not really an airline, it was a charter flight. Somehow Minerva somehow got us onto a train from Brussels to Paris. And uh, we made it. Now we were supposed to be there for two weeks. And the entire two weeks I kept calling Minerva to find out all right, since you couldn't land in Paris, will we be leaving from Paris or do we have to go figure a way to get back to Brussels in order to get home? <laughs> no, they, they wouldn't respond. You couldn't get a straight answer. It was crazy. So for two weeks, 19-year-old me, along with my sister, who's 16, we're, you know, going around Paris, not a clue in the world how we're going to get home, but, but we did it. <laughs> so, you know, when you're young, it's often easier to just kind of roll with things. And we, you know, managed to roll with things. And I have a really funny story. So from, I don't know if it was like the first, you know, day or two, whatever, early on though in the trip, uh, because we're on a tight budget, first of all. It's like, okay, what are we going to eat? So for lunch, we just went out to like a bakery, I guess, and I don't know, we got, we picked up a baguette and we picked up some camembert or camembert. I don't know how you say that in English, but cheese. Okay. <laughs> and we go back to, it's literally this, like the crappiest little place that can be um, to eat it. Actually, that's a whole other story. And I'll tell you that another time. Remember, remind me at some point to tell the story about 
how uh, upon arrival, finally in Paris and arriving at the youth hostel, how I got the police to be called. <laughs> That's another story. But anyway, my sister and I, um, <laughs> we're sitting down thinking we're so smart here, eating on the cheap, <laughs> getting our baguettes and camembert. We open up the camembert and it's was like, ew, disgusting. It smelled like ammonia, like the cleaning agents that you, you know, strong smell. Maybe nowadays they don't smell so bad because the greener products don't stink. But back in the day, this is what cleaning products smelled like when they weren't so green. And I freaked out. I was like, oh my God, we just ate a bite of this. Are we going to be poisoned? I was afraid, and I really took it seriously as far as the being responsible. I was an older sister, being responsible and making sure, like, my sister and I didn't get sick, right? So I said, okay, let's go down and let's find, like, a pharmacist and let's go ask them, like, are we going to be sick? Like, did we just get poisoned? What happened here? You can imagine how funny it was for this pharmacist to have these two young American girls come in. And I spoke French, but um, probably by at that point, I probably by then had like a funny like mix of American and Quebecois accent because I was going to school in Montreal. <laughs> and like the pharmacist looked at me and he said something like, the more that she stinks, the better it tastes. You'll be fine. And he said, in the United States, the way your cheese is processed, it's different than in France. And literally, it's like, plus ça peut mieux c'est, or something like that. Like, the more it stinks, the better it's going to taste. <laughs> You'll be fine. Don't worry, dear. Well, my sister and I, I guess, breathed a huge sigh of relief. Unfortunately, later on in the trip, my sister did get sick, but not from the cheese. But that's another story. Anyway, all that to say is sometimes <laughs> when we're younger, we're not always quite as afraid to do some of the crazy things. And I, there's even crazier stuff, but I will save that for another time for you. But speaking of youth, I wanted to just share with you a poem that I wrote, and it's to my younger self. Now, this is part of like... The afternoon where I sat down with some friends, uh, Annie and Sky, and we did a writer circle that Sky organized, where I decided instead of writing more for my memoir, I decided to take a break and write some poetry. And so this is one of the other poems. Well, I did like nine different ones. Um, this is one of the other poems that I wrote, and it is, like I said, to my younger self that I wanted to share with you. Why be normal? Said the orange day glow shirt. Indeed, what even is normal? Defy the in-crowd's conformist, unimaginative desire to fit in. You're not a fashion plate, said my mother. No Jordache jeans for you. Fuck the fancy shoes that break your feet and ruin your back. Spend the time and money on books. Books to learn. Books to let your imagination wander. Books to help you escape the dreary existence between four walls. Regret nothing, not even the mistakes. Each action served up its life lesson. Embrace the good, the bad, the ugly. You will survive it all.
Be true to yourself. Don't let anyone treat you like shit. Not even Zelda, your inner bitch, your inner critic. Shred or shed the doormat treatment. Darling, you deserve better. So that was my little poem to myself, to my younger self. (laughs) And I'm happy to say that, yes, I know I deserve better. I've done a lot of inner work in the past the past two years, I would say, throughout the pandemic. And yeah, I'm not, I don't put up a doormat treatment anymore. I've, I'm not available to that. So (laughs) I have evolved. (laughs) So yeah, I am curious to know, um, to hear from you. So please feel free to reach out over on IG. Um, You can reach out to me at Guina Podcast Zen. I am curious to know, like, if you were to write a letter or a poem to your younger self, what would you say? I want to know. I'm curious. And um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I, again, really have been reflecting on confidence lately. Of course, as a child, I wasn't always very confident and definitely not confident with public speaking. But when it came to stuff like travel or meeting people who are from other places. So I really um, thrived on that. So I really enjoyed, I guess I would say the earliest I remember like being excited about travel, it would have been my um, grandmother's uncle Joe and Aunt Freda. They used to do, <laughs> this is back in the day when people had like slideshow projectors, they used to take photos and have them, you know, made into slides. And you'd get like a, it was like almost being in the cinema and have like the screen and everything and the projector. And I remember like maybe I was like nine years old or so, nine or 10, I forget. They would show us, okay, this is the latest trip we went on. Cause by, you know, like the year I was born, like Uncle Joe was already retired because he was my grandmother's uncle. They would show us, places from around the globe and I still remember seeing like a slideshow of a trip they had taken to Egypt with all the pyramids and they went everywhere. So yeah, maybe that's what sparked um, my interest in just seeing, you know, the world and there's still tons of places I want to go and see, but I have always enjoyed that and I've never really felt a lack of confidence when it comes to Um, exploring new cultures and talking to people from outside of like my direct environment, let's say. So yeah, I'm curious also to learn from you. Like, are there things where you struggle more as far as confidence goes or are you generally speaking, have you always been a confident person? I think that's an interesting conversation to have. Um, And I do have to say that as I've gotten older, and especially as I've done a lot more of this inner work, it's almost like a flower that's been blossoming. Um, It's just my confidence levels really, truly have been um, expanding. It's kind of interesting to to take a step back and to to watch it. So anyway, uh, enough about me. I do want to hear about you. And if you do struggle with confidence, I want to hear... I want to hear a little bit more about your story. So let me know. So on that note, I hope you all have a great week. Um, I appreciate your support. And until next time, ciao.
You have a voice, and it deserves to be heard. Hi, I'm G. Wright, producer and rock star media trainer. I'm on a mission to help authors, coaches, and creative entrepreneurs share their story and channel their inner rock star. Join me and Sandy D, the queen of podcast zen, in our rock star VIP media training program. Speak with confidence and clarity and connect with your audience. Join the band today at allthingsrelaxstudios.com. You've been listening to All Things Relax with Sandy D. Relax, recharge, be inspired, and step into your power. Sandy D, the queen of podcasts, Zen, would love to hear from you. You can connect with her on Instagram or Facebook at All Things Relax Studios. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.